Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapwurst and it's just me today. Um, I wanted to do a quick episode today seeing that it is the offseason and nothing real to talk about about the new team that Vinny and I haven't said a million times before on the show. So I wanted to talk about some of the Cowboys history and some of the and and the t- 10 best teams in my opinion in Dallas Cowboys history. So I'm going to start with number 1 and go backwards and number 1 might surprise some people. I'm going to go with the 1971 Dallas Cowboys. And I'll compare them to some of these teams that follow them, but I'll give my reason for why. The 1970s, so first of all, I want to paint a little bit of the picture going into 1971. I, I recently read a book called Next Year's Champions, which is all about the 1968 Dallas Cowboys season. And you have to understand that going back in time, by 1968, pretty much every year after that, the Cowboys were the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And in 1968, they didn't even win a playoff game. And they were phenomenal in the regular season. Like, the reason I chose this book was because I was curious if I could figure out why this amazing team that averaged, like, 33 points a game and gave up, like, nothing lost in the first round of the playoffs. Um, And they... And then the next year, basically the same thing. 1970, they finally make the Super Bowl, and they lose by three points in one of the kind of sloppiest Super Bowls ever, one that we should have should have probably won. And then 1971 is the year after that. And the team starts off to a rocky start, but in going into the eighth game of the year, they decide... Because they'd been rotating, like literally series by series, Craig Morton and Roger Staubach. And similar to the Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe situation in New England in 2001, you had this guy in Craig Morton who went to the Super Bowl the prior year but lost. Drew Bledsoe had made it to the Super Bowl in 1997 and lost. And both of them were kind of the established guy. And then you had the upstart. Staubach had more pedigree because he won the Heisman, but he was also drafted very low, like Brady, although for him it was because more of his naval status. But anyways, you have kind of a similar situation, although I, I got to say Tom Landry, Tom Landry handled it a lot worse than Belichick eventually did with, with Brady. He basically said, I lived in Massachusetts during that time, he's like, Brady's our starter because he's been playing better than Drew Bledsoe than I thought Drew Bledsoe could play. That's I don't think that's what he said literally, but I think that's what he implied. And Landry could not decide. He was going back and forth, and I think the team needed someone to be picked. They were playing below their expectations because of that. And if you look at the seasonal stats of that season compared to some of those previous three seasons, it's not necessarily a better team statistically if you look at the whole. But if you look at the period where finally in week eight, we decided we're going with Roger Staubach, 
The period from then until the Super Bowl, I think, is unmatched in Cowboys history. And that's why I put it above some of those 90s teams. They allow, From then on, Roger Staubach ended up leading the NFL in uh, passer rating. We had an amazing running game. We had an amazing defense, the doomsday defense. And basically, we just didn't give up points. We gave up like an average of eight or nine points for the rest of that season. And Staubach just didn't turn it over. That was kind of all you needed back then. In that day's NFL, you need a quarterback who just wouldn't fuck up. And Staubach that season was phenomenal for that era. And we basically we went into the playoffs. We beat the Vikings, who had been. This is part of what I'm, how I'm comparing these is who did we beat in the playoffs? How good were those teams? You beat the Vikings twenty to twelve, and the Vikings scored very late, so it was probably we were more in control of that than the score suggests. But the Vikings won or didn't win, but they played in the Super Bowl two years prior. They they were a mainstay of the 70s, always had great teams. Anytime we beat them, it was it was a challenge. It was, they, were, they had the purple people eaters, everyone in their prime. They didn't have Fran Tarkenton, I will say that, but they made it to the Super Bowl two years prior without Fran Tarkenton. So, so solid team. We beat the 49ers 14-3. We had beaten them the year prior also. I would say there's nothing too spectacular about those 49ers teams. I've made this comparison before. If the Cowboys of this era don't ever win anything, we'll be kind of like those 49ers teams of the early 70s with John Brody or like the Cowboys, if we can like make it to the championship game but can't win, you know, like that 49ers team, of the seven early seventies or the Cowboys of the late or the early eighties, we would have, need to make it to the championship game to even match those teams, which we haven't done, as everyone knows, in like twenty eight years. So, anyways, those teams are kind of forgotten. That's my point. Those 49ers teams are not looked upon. I feel like too favorably because they never won anything. They never even made a Super Bowl. Uh, But then you play the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl. The Miami Dolphins, fun fact, won the Super Bowl and went undefeated the next season, won the Super Bowl the next season. So this was a Miami Dolphin. And it's not like they they weren't as good, obviously, as the undefeated team. They went 10-3-1 that year. But Bob Greasy won the All-Pro over... Roger Staubach, despite Staubach having a better passer rating. So, and they, they had Larry Zonka, sort of like with the with the uh, Vikings, who played the Dolphins in the Super Bowl two years later and played the Steelers four years later. So the, this Vikings team that's like right, right in between these Super Bowl runs in 69, 73... In 74, you got this Dolphins team that right before they end up winning these two Super Bowls, or, or yeah, right before they win two Super Bowls and go undefeated, they play us in the Super Bowl. And and not only do we beat them, we beat the shit out of them. We beat them 24-3. to We sack Bob Lilly for a 27-yard loss. And for that era, 23-3 would be the equivalent of 
like 49 to nothing in today's NFL. Like, that's a shellacking back then, and this was not a bad team. It was a Dolphins team that won two Super Bowls back-to-back after that. So that's my rationale for 71. Number two, and I think this is what most people would expect to be number one, is the 1992 Dallas Cowboys. And here's my thing on the 1992 Dallas Cowboys. I think, first of all, I think we get looked upon more favorably in retrospect than we did at the time. For, for what it's worth, I don't know if that's necessarily making me over or underrate them, but I think at the time, this was a very young team. It was a team that was really rising fast. And I, I think there were... It was a very complete team. You had, Char- obviously, Charles Haley was the big addition. You had a Dallas Cowboys team that had clearly gotten better since the start of Jimmy Johnson's era, since the Herschel Walker trade allowed us to build talent really quickly. And, you know, the missing piece was kind of defensive end. We got that in Charles Haley. So we we were better, clearly, but it wasn't super obvious throughout the season, I think, that this is, we should be winning the Super Bowl for sure. I I don't think it was the same level, and and anyone, maybe I'll talk to Vinny next time uh, about this, if he remembers this feeling, but I would venture to guess we were not clear favorites to win the Super Bowl like we were in those late 60s, early 70s. The path to the Super Bowl, we go 13-3, and Um, and we play against the Eagles in the first round. Eagles were solid. They, I, I kind of like the 49ers, I, although I don't think the Eagles even got to a championship game in the late 80s, early 90s. They were had great defenses, had Randall Cunningham, but kind of never did anything in the playoffs. Like, kind of Dallas Cowboy, another... More similar, honestly. I'd say that the late 80s, early early 90s Eagles are probably more similar to these Dallas Cowboys, both the Romo era and the Dak era, than the late the early 49ers in the 70s, early 70s, and the Cowboys of the 80s. Because I don't think, again, I don't think the Eagles made it to a championship appearance. So that was a you know fine team, but not not a juggernaut. The 1992 championship game, that I think, and that 49ers team is the best case for arguing the 92 Cowboys team is the best of all time. I think you can make a pretty decent argument that 49ers team that went 14-2 and that season was the best team we ever beat on the way to a Super Bowl. And... I, I don't hate that argument. I th- I still think the Dolphins, first of all, we didn't, the score is, it's a 10-point game, but I've actually watched that game cover to cover. A lot of these games I've not watched cover to cover. I just know well the trend of the game. I've, I've watched highlights and looked at the stats a whole lot. But the 49ers were in that game for sure up until Alvin Harper with his 70-yard slant catch and run up until that point it was kind of trending the direction of the catch 1981 where the 49ers 
came back and and that kind of signaled the rise of the 49ers the downfall of the cowboys in that decade in this case it was trending that way and then aikman hits carper on a slant and emmett or uh, not emmett it was kelvin martin scores short touchdown on third down and and that basically puts it to rest um you know that 49ers team if we're looking at the same way we looked at the dolphins two years later they won the super bowl they were had one of the best teams of all time that year and and clearly i've got to say this that 94 team was much better than the 92 team you had Deion sanders you had ricky i mean they they went all in that year more than just about any team i can ever think of in nfl history and and they assembled a monstrous team for that one season so i don't think they're in the same league but again 14 and 2 that alone makes it debatable as to them versus the miami dolphins them versus the 71 vikings then you have the super bowl where where we played the buffalo bills I don't think, yes, the Buffalo Bills made it to two Super Bowls prior and one after, but A, it was kind of, uh, I, I think the biggest thing is that was the Bills team that had to come back from 35-3 to three to beat the, uh, what was it, the Houston Oilers, the largest comeback in NFL history up until recently with the Minnesota Vikings, so I don't know. I honestly, I would probably, I would put that that seventy one and, and ninety two teams as like one A one B. I can very well see the argument for both, even with because I mean, yes, that come that comeback was ridiculous, and not you know the fact that you got behind thirty five to three probably not a great indication of how good a team you are. But that was with Frank Reich. Jim Kelly, their starter, was not was not healthy for that game, but yeah, I still think compared to the definitely the the season two prior where they played the New York Giants, their first Super Bowl, I think that was a better Bills team from the regular season. Like that was a juggernaut team. I, I still remember a couple of these more recent Super Bowls that I watched. I look back at the history and that the, for example, the Panthers, when they played the Broncos in the Super Bowl, the Panthers were favored, but the Broncos gave me the, the Panthers gave me vibes of that 90 Bills team where they beat the championship team. They beat the crap out of them. And it seemed like they had so much confidence and and like an overconfidence almost. And the kind of scrappy defense heavy team in the case of the Bills, the New York Giants, in the case of the Panthers, the Denver Broncos, kind of crushed him in. And, and the Broncos beat him by a lot more than the Bills did. That that was, or the Giants did the Bills. That was a very close game. But uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely the best Bills team of that era, in my opinion. I don't think that 92 team was as good. But that 49ers team is fantastic so again it's it's very tough choosing between those two but i'm gonna go 71 
first and 92 second. Also, the fact that in 71, when you, we put in Roger Staubach as the main starter, we didn't lose a single other game. That's the other part, is I'm factoring that season as like the, the back end of the season compared to the whole 92 season. Then number three... I would probably go with the 93 Cowboys, although it is it is close. Again, the 93 Cowboys beat Brett Favre in the playoffs. I think kind of similar, but I was going to say similar to the 49ers, but I don't think that the Packers were particularly close. That was definitely an early iteration of the Favre Packers. Then we play, we beat the 49ers again, this time at home. And I think this 49ers team was not as good, but still, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, far from pushovers. And of course, the season after, they won the Super Bowl, were one of the best teams of all time. And then we play the Bills again in the Super Bowl. We beat them by 17 this time, although this one is a much closer game than the score suggests, which I think is important in in the picture. Now, I will say with the 93 team, a decent argument could be made that similar to with Roger Staubach, that 92 team, or sorry, 93 team, first two games without Emmett Smith, then Emmett Smith comes back, and we go 12-2 and two from that point on and win the Super Bowl, only team in NFL history to lose their first two games and then still win a Super Bowl. You can kind of make the same argument that if we're just looking at the Roger Staubach at this point on, you can look at that from the Emmett Smith point on. I don't hate that, but I still think the teams we beat and the fashion in which we beat them in 1992 is more impressive in totality than... 93 but again very close to both i'd say this is close to 92 and the next one the 1977 cowboys also a fantastic team the thing i would say about the the 77 cowboys i mean that's a team that dominated from start to finish like arguably no other but the thing against their why i'm putting them fourth is the fact that we didn't play we played we did play the vikings the vikings who had made the super bowl right am i thinking this right yeah they they played the uh the vikings made the super bowl the year prior against the Oakland, uh, yeah, it was still Oakland, the Oakland Raiders. So coming off the Super Bowl, yeah, but um, the Chicago Bears, kind of a nothing team in the 70s for the most part. They they got there solely on the back of an amazing season by Walter Payton, one of the more like single-handedly carrying a team seasons for running back in NFL history, I would say. But he was no match. I mean, we were a much better overall team. And then we played the Broncos in the Super Bowl. 
who this was kind of just a pop-up random year for the Denver Broncos. They had, I mean, we're going against Craig Morton, and you figured out pretty much right at, I, I mean, if you didn't figure it out by 1971, 72, where Craig Morton kind of plays crappy the whole season. Roger Staubach is injured the whole season the next year, and Craig Morton plays the whole season, doesn't do great in the regular season, and plays terrible in a playoff game against the 49ers when Roger Staubach is, I guess, healthy enough to try and play, not full healthy. So we're about to lose that game, and Staubach comes in and rallies the team and brings us to the Super Bowl. But that, uh, but yeah, that Craig Morton kind of fell off from there. He actually had a decent season with the Broncos statistically, but he ultimately, I think it was clear that Staubach was better and that any Craig Morton team is at a severe deficiency compared to the other quarterbacks of the seventies, like uh, even a Kenny Stabler, but it, Definitely Terry Bradshaw, Fran Tarkenton. He's not on that level. So, yeah, I mean, we beat them handily. I think that's the biggest argument if you want to try and make the case that the 77 team should be higher. The, the argument is that we won every game in the postseason by at least three scores. The argument against them is that we, we still lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, kind of our nemesis, and you could say that we we just didn't have a super challenging road. Again, I think the Vikings probably the most impressive of those teams, but we did dispatch with all of them pretty easily. Number five, and this might be a controversial one as well. I'm going to go with the 1978 Dallas Cowboys, and you might wonder why put a team that lost in a Super Bowl over a team that won in the Super Bowl. And it's the way that we the way that we lost versus won is the short answer as to why I'm doing that. So the 1978 Dallas Cowboys coming off a Super Bowl we have the same record as the last year, 1977. We're still 12 and two, still first in offense, third in defense, fantastic regular season at 12 and four. Uh, in the playoffs, so we we kind of had to battle it out to beat the Falcons. So that wasn't a great game, but then we beat the crap out of the LA Rams, who were kind of another solid team in the 70s. And then we lose to the Steelers in the Super Bowl, 35 to 31, in this kind of weird game where you have some, you have a, a squib kick that's fumbled by Randy White. That that is a error that happened that gets overlooked a lot. You had a pass inter, a kind of a weird pass interference call against Lynn Swan, uh, where I think it was it was one of those top safeties and coverage and kind of a phantom call. And then the big one, the, the one that everyone remembers that's drilled into Cowboys fans' heads who who know about this game is Jackie Smith dropping a touchdown and the 
difference between four points, basically, which is ultimately what the loss is, 35 to 31. So we lost the game, but I think that Steelers team had a claim for maybe the best of of that era even. That defense was phenomenal first First in the NFL, I think Terry Bradshaw had one of his best seasons in the regular season. He was great in the Super Bowl. I think that's just a example of just someone had to lose. It was two all-time great teams, and someone had to lose. Whereas the the team that I would put next, and this is where I think most people would have would have gone is the 1995 Dallas Cowboys, the team that won the final Super Bowl. That team, following a season that we didn't win the Super Bowl, where the 49ers, like I said, went all in as much as any team has done and won the Super Bowl pretty handily. And and in that season, similar to how it felt in 1992, Really, the the game between Dallas and San Francisco was more of the Super Bowl than the actual Super Bowl. Clearly, the NFC was those two NFC teams were the best two teams. It is a little bit like, and I think this is oversimplification, and and we'll probably get to the third team of that era, but a little bit like Kansas City and Buffalo now, but with obviously Cincinnati sneaking into that patch so 1995 you had this rivalry with the cowboys and the 49ers where the cowboys had won the first two 49ers had won the championship game in barry switzer's first year then in the regular season of 1995 the cowboys play the 49ers at one point in the season this is a season there's um i'm gonna be reading a couple more books on just random Dallas Cowboys seasons because I find it fascinating because I'm a I'm a psychopath like that. But um, 1995 would be one that I would be very interested in in having kind of a blow by blow account of, similar to that '68 book. Um, that that team. There was a lot of pressure on Barry Switzer. We 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 got Deion Sanders. That was the big change. That was kind of us clapping back against San Francisco, who went all in the year prior. And we go out and get Deion Sanders after Kevin Smith is injured. And we're we're doing great at first. We're eight and one. Then we lose to San Francisco, and I'm pretty sure it was not even Steve Young at quarterback. Yep. Elvis Gerback was the quarterback, and he shredded us. And, and it was, well, Aikman, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so Aikman missed some of it. I can kind of understand that a little bit then. But still, my, my the 49ers were getting the better of our rivalry at that time. And then we kind of put together a little bit of a run at the end of the season winning the last two games, and and it went from, we had this very embarrassing loss, I do know this, this very embarrassing loss against the Eagles where Emmitt Smith had two opportunities to get like a fourth and one, and he didn't, and everyone questioned uh, Barry Switzer. You know, the the pressure was on him like 
few other, I would imagine, coming off a season where you're following two blowout Super Bowl wins and you can't win a Super Bowl. And then this season, it's like you're going downhill. You're not going to win one this year. You lost to San Francisco. It was a lot of pressure. Ultimately, we win the last two and kind of sneak our way, even only at 12-4, and into the number one seed. And we play the Eagles again, kind of the same situation as the 92 Eagles, just like part of that late 90, late 80s, early 90s Eagles team. Great defenses, kind of inconsistent, and not a particularly great era of Eagles, just kind of like the same as the Cowboys of the 2010s and or the 2000s and the 2010s and the start of the 2020s. Then we play the Green Bay Packers in the championship game. And the Packers were kind of the upstart. They beat the San Francisco 49ers, who were the are really big, who were kind of getting the better of this revived rivalry lately. And so I think... That's part of my my thinking is is we didn't beat the team that we were expected to have to go through to win the Super Bowl. We played the Packers, who were kind of who were getting better. They beat the 49ers, so obviously that was a step up for them. That was, I think, better than they'd gone before that. They they'd never made the championship game. They'd never beaten anyone as good as that as the 49ers from that era, and they play. For the third straight year in Dallas, and they lose 38-27, but it was a closer game than the score suggests. And then we play the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl, and we we win 27-17, but another game that I've watched cover-cover was not a convincing win that <laughs> the, the the breaks really had to go for us to to win it obviously we win the super bowl if you just want to say that any team that's won a super bowl ahead of any team that's lost super bowl i, I don't object to that too much but i think the 90 what the 78 team did is I don't know. I I think if you're adjusting for error and just taking each team, I think that team adjusted for error was better than the 95 team. Call me crazy. But anyways, uh, after that, you've got the seventh team. For that, I would... Honestly, I might go with that 1968 team. Call me crazy. I, I No, I think I'd still... Oof, it's tough. I, I think I would still go... Uh, I think you have to go with the... Man. I, I think you would have to go with the... 1970 team sort of similar to the 71 team in the sense that you got to look at it from kind of the before this happened and after in the 70 season we had this 
huge loss. I think it was our first, this was a trivia question from several years ago that I got wrong. And it was, who did the Cowboys lose to in the first their first Monday night appearance? This was their first Monday night appearance. And the answer is the St. Louis Cardinals. We lost 19, uh, we lost 38 to zero. And from then on, the story goes that Bob Lilly was like, who was two years dealing with this next year champions BS. He was like, all right, we're just not going to allow any points from here on out. And the defense was sort of like that next year team after Roger Staubach came in. In this case, it was the embarrassment of getting annihilated by just the Cardinals. They weren't anything special back then. We went on a crazy, I don't think we lost a game that year until the Super Bowl. And in the playoffs, this is part of why I, I like that Craig Morton to Drew Bledsoe comparison is like Drew Bledsoe, Craig Morton did make a Super Bowl that year. He made two Super Bowls, but he played like crap in the playoffs, and we won despite it. Big difference between Craig Morton in 70 and Staubach in 71. You, you look at Staubach's box scores, they're nothing crazy because that was the era where running was, it was all a running game, but Staubach was not hindering the Cowboys. He was efficient. He was very efficient. Craig Morton was chucking the ball to the other team every chance he got. And we won, we won, I think, the first game five to nothing against the Detroit Lions. And then we beat the 49ers. And then we play the Baltimore Colts in the Super Bowl. And I definitely think the if you're looking at just the opponent, you probably the opponent of the Super Bowl and the difficulty. You you got to take the Steelers of seventy five over the Baltimore Colts of seventy. That said, it's such a fluky, weird Super Bowl loss. We had so we I think we had seven turnovers. Could be wrong on that, but something ridiculous. Like it was a ridiculously weird, fluky game, and the Colts were kind of. Like, it wasn't as good of a Baltimore Colts team as the team that lost the Super Bowl two years prior, I feel like. Um, so it's kind of, a, like, not not what I view as a great Baltimore Colts team that we, we played. They had Earl Morrell and John Unitas at the end of his career. Earl Morrell didn't have as good a season that year. Not near. I mean, Unitas played most of the season in the regular season and had a good record but wasn't particularly productive. So the fact that we – it's not as good a team, I think, but the fact that they – that it was so close and the fact that we won our other playoff games with such dominant defense, that's why I give it the edge, but it is very close. Um, and then I'll just kind of speed through these next few. The 1975 team I would put next. So in eighth place, this is the team that Roger Staubach beat with the Hail Mary 
in the first round against the Vikings. A great Vikings team. This is a Vikings team coming off back-to-back Super Bowls. It was in Minnesota. The thing about that team, what makes me put it behind this Baltimore or this uh, 1970 team is the fact that not a great regular season and kind of a, a young new squad. They weren't expected to do a whole lot, but they did beat a really great, tough opponent, I think, in Minnesota. Then we beat the crap out of the L.A. Rams in the championship game, again on the road, and this is a game that we were not expected to win, let alone win easily, and then we lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. That Steelers team I don't think was as good as the team we played two years later, but still very good. And again, I think think that team that we lost to in the Super Bowl – that year was not as good, or was better, I should say, than the team in 1970 losing to the Baltimore Colts. Um, after that, you probably have to, I, I'm going with the, the catch year, the 1981 team. This was the second year of Danny White's tenure as a starter, and kind of the other end of the spectrum of the 1992 teams like when I'm comparing the 49ers of 1992 to like the 49ers of 1994 where they won it's a little bit like the 1981 Cowboys and say the 1978 Cowboys still general area big difference was Danny White not Roger Staubach and in this particular game, I don't think you can really fault Danny White a whole lot. Now, he does fumble, and that ends the game ultimately. But, I mean, we get 27 points. The The real classic play, as everyone knows, is Montana to Dwight Clark. So it was a defensive play that we allowed on a third down. Uh, but then we did get the ball back, and Drew Pearson... <laughs> damn near broke away which would have been maybe his best and and most classic moment outside of the Hail Mary if he had not gotten caught by one hand by Eric Wright who knows that that could be you know our sixth Super Bowl because I feel like even back then it was kind of yeah the NFC team is going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl so, yeah, that that was, I think, our most impressive by far of that era when you consider the 49ers did win the Super Bowl. Some of those teams, like the Eagles the year prior, did not win the Super Bowl. And the fact that it was a very close game, which the other two in that era were not. That makes me go with the 1981 Cowboys. Then after that... You probably, I'm probably going to say the, I'm, I'm thinking it's got to be one of those late sixties teams. I I would probably go with the, I think I would go with the 67 team, the team that lost the ice bowl because it, even though it was a, a, just kind of for the same reasons, the 81 team, it's, 
the yes the year prior was we i think had a better record than the packers we were playing in dallas when we lost that game but i think that 67 team the 66 team was kind of the first year we were anything with the first team we time we even made the playoffs i believe i'm almost positive on that actually and so i think it was kind of looked upon as yes we finally made it sort of like the 91 cowboys where we made the playoffs we won a playoff game and then we get blown out by detroit it's like great we won more than anything a little bit like that although much closer obviously than the 91 cowboys loss but yeah, I'm going to say the 67 team, even though it wasn't maybe as good in the regular season, the fact that we played a Packers team that went on to, I guess both in both cases this was true, but that went on to win the Super Bowl easily. And the fact, I, I do think the fact that it was in Green Bay in freezing, record freezing weather, the fact you have to think that if it was in just base neutral conditions, we would have won because we came so close to winning, even though it was terrible conditions. The Packers, in years later, the Packers would say that they knew what play was coming because of Bob Hayes putting his hands in his shirt. I think every it was so cold, it was like negative. I don't negative 40 degrees 60 degrees with wind chill something crazy like that um temperature but yeah i i think that one's the clear um the clear number 10 for me yeah i would put as far as just some uh wind chill of 36 below zero so i was little overshooting it but not by much. It was negative 13 regular with the windshield, negative 36. So, yeah, that's my top 10. I'll, I'll throw in a couple honorable mentions. The 1968 team, the team that I read a book about, uh, the 1966 team. Like, the 1968 team, I'll just say on that one, probably the best regular season of any Cowboys team that didn't win a Super Bowl. Or I don't even know if I'd say probably. I, I think you could probably you could say without a doubt actually best regular season Dallas Cowboys team that didn't win a Super Bowl and and better honestly like if you're just looking at the regular season better than some teams that won Super Bowls. So I got you got to put that one in top fifteen for sure. Even ahead, of, I put it ahead of some of the teams that made it to championship games probably. The 66 team, I think they're probably the next one that I would put for 11. The 94 team, you got to put them up there because they did lose to a phenomenal 49ers team. I think you have to view them not quite to the same extent, but a little bit like the 78 Cowboys where you just you give respect to the opponent that beat us more than anything. So, yeah, those, I'll just throw in those three for um, the, the first couple that come to mind, mind for, 
for teams. If if we're going off of the, um, I, I know all these seasons are a long time ago. If we're go- just going off the modern Cowboys, and maybe I'll do another show of this, like depending on uh, what people think of this. Um, I might do one with Vinny, but I would be curious to get his take on just the modern teams and, and maybe factoring in the teams that he watched too in the 90s. But of the modern teams, I would say the 2014 team would come in first. I would say probably 20... I mean, it's tough because you got to say 2016, 2007, regular season, juggernauts, and then we lose in the first round. Whereas like 2018 or last year, not as good in the regular season, but we win a playoff game. So I think I'll, I'll cut it short here. Maybe we'll do another episode uh, picking back on this or, or seeing what Vinny thinks of my my top 10. But uh, thanks for tuning into this one, and I'll uh, see you next time.